Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally as well as how to incorporate fine motor skills and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We have a couple of episodes left of YourTherapySource.com School Therapy Tips. Then we're going to do some fun random ones regarding different types of therapy that OT can incorporate. Then we're going to take a summer hiatus and come back for more therapy tips and even more therapy tips with the help of YourTherapySource.com, as well as talk about OT's roles across the continuum in different settings and populations. So today, let's talk with the help of YourTherapySource.com, some fun activities, how to help get the hands ready to write. Especially in regional and non-special ed settings, a lot of times, a lot of the settings of the goals and a lot of what we're trying to work towards is classroom utensil usage, especially handwriting. But like we said yesterday, it only doesn't, the whole session, the 30 minutes doesn't have to be, Johnny, take out your pencil, write for me the alphabet, write for me the numbers one to 10. Let's look at the size, space, orientation, and slant making sure that it's on the line. But there are ways to get them ready. Sandwich the session. Put the main work in the middle, fun work in the beginning and the end. You can get them warmed up, the whole body warmed up to be ready to sit down and write. After they do the writing, then you can have them simmer down, calm down, cool down with other fun activities. So the skills that are necessary for handwriting to start they're long, they start long before the actual pencil hits the paper. There are some activities to get the hands prepared to learn how to form the letters. We wanted to share some with you with the help of yourtherapysource.com. So the first one is animal walks. You pretend to, to, to walk around the room like a bear, which is called bear walking, or the crab, the crab walking, dog for dog walking, or cat for cat walking, or lion for lion walking, and then there's also the trench walking, which is really the creeping, coming before crawling in the infant development, when it's like you're in the army trenching, going on the ground, the whole body involved, any animal where the hands are in contact with the floor, gets it ready for the body to be ready to write, so you get them to do these different types of walks, that could be the warm-up, getting them ready to do the writing. Also, Play-Doh, one of my favorite, favorite materials. We spent a whole episode in this show on Play-Doh. We could spend hundreds of episodes. That's how wonderful Play-Doh is. So you play with the Play-Doh or you need bread dough in order to get the hands involved. It doesn't have to be just Play-Doh. You can make your own dough. You can make glue flow, which we talked about last year. You can make different things with flour, with slime, anything that you can get the, the, the hands and the fingers involved with kneading and getting those fingers involved, especially the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger. We've talked hundreds of activities involving the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger related to that as well, to get those fingers, get those hands ready to write and ready to work. And then once the kids have the whole body activities and the fun activities, they could be focused, they could be attentive, they could sit down and they could want to write, and then they can write. And hopefully they will write in a good way. So then we have use spray bottles to water plants or to spray each other on a hot day. Besides for the fact that this is a nice way to get the kids ready to work, to do writing, it's also a really nice IADL. You know, one of the summers, a few summers ago, I was in a special needs setting for children in high school, and it's all about pre-voke and voke work, which is pre-vocational and vocational work. Because once the kids graduate from high school, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? What skills are they going to have? 
Are they going to be at home? Are they going to be in a group home? Are they going to be in assisted living? Are they going to be in semi-independent living or even independent living? And how are they going to do the chores around the house? So one of the chores many times, depending on the center, depending on the setting, could be that taking care of plants. And when you have those spray bottles and you get those fingers shooting the plants, getting them with the water, you're using that pointer and the middle finger and you're holding it with the whole hand. Also with the thumb involved, you get them to have them spray the water and let them do that. And on a hot day, if you have the time and you have a group and you have the ability and you're wearing the proper clothing, water guns are also great because you have the trigger of finger and you're holding the water gun with the with the whole fist, holding it on the handle and you're shooting that gun. So they could also shoot down objects. They could try to get in different targets or the like. They could shoot each other if you're outside and you have the time, you have the session, you have the class. Everybody loves water guns. Even I do when I was a kid. I just bought a ton of water guns today for me and my kids. Why not? Water guns are fantastic. Spray bottles are fantastic. So we get the kids ready to write. We get them ready to work. Let them have fun activities, great activities that get them ready to roll. Now you could also play on playground equipment. Number four, climb up ladders, the jungle gyms, and do the monkey bars. Get them have that gross body activities in order so that they could focus on the fine motor. Get the gross motor in so they could focus on the fine motor as we wanted to repeat that point. Kids need to play. We talked about this many times. Play is the main occupation of a child's life. If we need them to work, work should not be work. Work should be play. And if the session involved is real work, we're missing the point. I just did a PD the other month, and it was fantastic. It talked about combining functional skills with goals and making it into play. And and it said, point blank, if you're sitting with the child and it feels like work, then that's not right. It's not the right point. We want the kids to be playing. We want them to be learning through play. If it feels like work, it is work and it's not play. Make sure they're playing. So make sure they have gross motor so that they could do the fine motor. Then you could do the paper shredder. Ask the child to be your paper shredder. See if they can rip the paper up into small pieces. We talked about this early on when the show first started. Let's talk ripping things. Many different ideas of how to rip getting involved in bilateral coordination, both hands, ripping that paper, crumpling the paper, getting the kids to use the hands in order so they could sit down and write. It also is a really good functional way to sublimate any anger they may have. I don't know why any kid would have anger nowadays. Maybe they have just too much to do. But if they do have the anger, let them put it out in a functional, healthy, sublimated way to take it and put it into a functional usage. So let them rip paper, let them pop bubble wrap and let them rip up things or crumple things or punch things such as the bubble wrap itself. Or if you have a cookie, you could put it in a Ziploc and let them munch up the cookie. It's a great way to chop the cookie into pieces, let the hands be involved in nice fine motor work, and then they'll be ready to release that energy in a functional, happy, healthy way and sit down to write without having anything in their way. So that's paper shredding and the like. You could also play paper toss, rip a piece of paper in half, Crumple it up. We also talk, let's talk crumply things in one of our earlier episodes. Crumple it up using only one hand. Try to throw it in the garbage can and score. Very cool to make basketball out of different things. You can make it graded up to make it harder. You can make it farther away. You can make it a smaller target. You can make it using different types of items or materials, heavier or lighter, or things that don't fly as well or do fly as well. But let it be a paper toss, or it could be any type of toss. You can make it a Play-Doh toss if you want any small item. And you could even take different items that are found around the classroom and let it be 
sort of a different type of toss, not just paper. It could be a rubber band that you try to shoot into the target as well, but let them get that activity so that they could get the hands ready to work. That was number six. Number seven, play games that use small pieces to work on fine motor skills. We talked, let's talk games one, two, and three. Way back in the beginning of the show, we also talked different jumbo games, cool games around a few weeks and months ago check that out also so games that use the small pieces to work in the fine motor skills you play games that require the child to pick up small pieces such as bingo ships or marbles or pegs or cards if you have a child that's middle school or high school or even a little bit before that battleship is fantastic and the pieces are tiny i don't know why they made them so small maybe it was an ot in the factory that said this is the perfect size for fine motor skills. So you could also do that. You could do Guess Who. You could do Operation, a wonderful game also that has that tweezers that you have to use those special fingers involved to get them to work at it. There's so many games. See the different episodes where we talk at, at length about different games as well to get them ready to roll. That was seven. Number eight, you could also build with small blocks. We talked so many different blocks. We talked mega blocks. We talked building blocks. We talked Legos. There's so many different ideas. You play with Legos or other small building blocks to get them ready. And I highly encourage you to see all the episodes we're referencing where you could get many, many different ideas with these different items that we're mentioning again. Number nine, create craft projects. Make a collage on paper. Cut one to two paper strips into small pieces or rip them into small pieces. Use liquid glue to help strengthen the hands while squeezing it. There are different types of glue depending on the type of kid. Some people love using glue where you squeeze it. And some people like myself like glue sticks, which is just easier to hold, especially depending on the type of kid, depending on the special need or the difficulty of the work involved. Try stringing the beads to make a bracelet also. And lastly, clothespin activities. The child can wash dog clothes or wash clothes and hang them up to dry pinch the clothespin open. Clothespins are fantastic. We talked also in another episode about clothespins, and these are just different ideas to help to get the hands ready to write. Join us next time as we talk about multisensory ways to practice handwriting here on OT Talk with Mr. T, and I'm your host, Mr. T.